Hello and welcome to another episode of Sounds Like Comics, the podcast devoted to all things comic books in movies and TV. I'm Luke. My guest today is Nathan. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thanks for having me. Today's topic, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, the second installment in the Mortal Kombat film series and a sequel to the original 1995 film. It stars Robin Chow as Liu Kang, Talisa Soto as Katana, James Remar as Raiden, Sandra Hess as Sonya Blade, Lynn Red Williams as Jax, and Brian Thompson as Khan. Only Xiao and Soto reprised their roles with the other characters recast from the previous film. We'll get into it. This is your warning. We will be talking spoilers. Let's start with how Mortal Kombat ended that first film. Yep. I recognize it's not the best film, but it's a film I love. I really enjoy that first Mortal Kombat film and again it came out in 95 really we didn't have to wait too long for this film it came out in 97 but as soon mm. as i watched that movie that first time the way that it ended i mean the good guys won but they got screwed over so they were going to get invaded anyway and you're like wow i really want to see what happens next and then this film happened i don't know if i've ever been more disappointed what yeah. could happen next? Yeah. It was cool, though. You're right. Like, who didn't love the first movie? It was such a great thing. Like, everyone was high on, like, the Mortal Kombat arcade games. And at this point, uh, when the first film came out, they were in between the two, the second and third game. Like, the third game was just coming out, or news of it was just trickling out. So everyone was really at fever pitch for, for more Mortal Kombat. Everyone was in a, whips into a frenzy. And then when when that when that film ended and they're walking through the temple grounds and they're like yeah we won we're awesome you know patent back slapping and back patent then like the big specter of shao khan appears and it's all dark and cloudy and he's just like you know bow to me and it's just like you knew that it was setting up a second film and you were just champing at the bit to see what happened next i agree with you it was such a great way to end a film and i didn't watch it the movies both of these films vhs as soon as oh, i was man. able to I got Annihilation on VHS. And again, like, it picks up right where that first movie yep. ends. Bang on. Right there. So they were on the Temple Ground still. Yeah. You we'll missed out get, by we'll get into it. I, yeah. I don't think so. I missed out on not seeing the first one. I was disappointed watching this movie on VHS. I would have been devastated watching this in the Dude, cinema. It was so cool seeing it in the cinema. I saw it this with my movie. best friend. It was cool. This movie was so cool seeing in the cinema. No, 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 the first one. Right. That, just want, to, just want to clarify. Yeah, that, that one I would have liked to. Absolutely. I love that movie. Yep. Did you watch this it one at the cinema? Yes. And it has to be said, um, look, while I loved it as a, as a teenager, it like it, as, as an adult watching it again, it's a completely different experience. And we'll get into that. That okay, so I just wanted to get my bearings and know how I know how you feel now on the first one and and on this one. Mm. Mortal yeah. Kombat Annihilation was theatrically released on November 21st, 1997, by New Line Cinema. The film debuted number one at the box office. That is because of that first movie, that's why. Oh, yeah, you watched the success it, of it. Absolutely, yep. so it debuted at number one, but. 
it quickly dropped in the next oh, week yeah. due to overwhelming lackluster reviews panned yep. by critics with particular negativity aimed at its story, characters, special effects, and a box office bomb, grossing $51.3 million against a $30 million budget. A direct sequel was cancelled. A third film languished in development hell for nearly two decades until the series was rebooted in 2021. 20. That's it. 2020, wasn't it? No, 2021. Yep. And then we're okay. getting a sequel to that with Carl Urban as Luke Cage. So that sounds really looking really, forward to that. Can't wait. Really cool. This mm. movie, the plot was largely adapted from the 1995 video game Mortal Kombat 3. Annihilation follows Liu Kang and his allies as they attempt to prevent the malevolent Shao Kahn from conquering Earthrealm. Yep. So there we go. So the. Yeah, so 95, that's when Mortal Kombat 3 came out. So you mentioned that before. So that's, that's right. what they're using as influence for this. Now, we've got a different director for this one. Paul W.S. Anderson, he was busy directing Event Horizon at the time. Ah. So the director they did get was a cinematographer, John R. Leonetti. So this was his first film. He'd worked previously as a cinematographer on such feature films as Child's Play 3, The Mask with Jim Carrey, and of course, Mortal Kombat. He was the cinematographer on that one, but he began his filmmaking career with this movie. Then there was a bit of time between movies, and then he was working on the direct-to-DVD sequel to The Butterfly Effect, and he, oh, actually, he worked with James Wan, who went on to produce the most recent Mortal Kombat film, Annabelle, which was part of the Conjuring franchise. That's a good film. So as a director, Annabelle's good. The Butterfly Effect 2 fell short of that first one, uh, but again, started as a cinematographer, so I guess he was in the right place for that time. He'd already yeah. worked in a different capacity on that first Mortal Kombat one. So they got him as director for this. But in separate 2012 interviews, Mortal Kombat co-creators Ed Boon and John, John Tobias, Tobias. Yep. hated the film so much they considered it the absolute worst experience in all the years they spent working on the Mortal Kombat franchise. So there you go. <laughs> they did not what, they, like they hated They hated the first film or they hated the second? This one. Oh, yeah, well, understandable. Yeah. So they, yeah, so Annihilation hated it. So I think wow. no, nobody had a good time with this. I mean, Robin Shao, Liu Kang, he hmm. was pulling, in fact, a lot of people were pulling double duties. Like they were both acting and doing stunts. Um, hmm. Robin Shao was working on a lot of the choreographies, which kept him away from where double he obviously duty. needed yeah, it kept him away from where he always needed to be. So he couldn't, but like this big Sub Zero fight, he mm. couldn't be there for it. So it went ahead without wow. it. So they wow. were against it. Um, interestingly, Tony Jaa doubled Robin Shaw in quite a few uh, stunt sequences. The first time oh, wow. I saw Tony Jaa in a film was Ong Back. Saw that in the movies, an incredible martial arts film, fantastic. Mm. And he was in the most recent Expendables movie, the fourth one. Oh, there you go. 
and he gets to team up with Jason Statham and they have some good scenes together. But yeah, just two actors came back from the first one. And when you read the reason why, it's mm. often that they didn't come back because they read the script and didn't like it. That's why majority of the actors didn't come back. Yeah. Christopher Lambert as Lord Raiden in that first movie. He's one of the best things about that movie. He is incredible as Raiden. He's playing him so camp, though. Oh, but it's brilliant. I love it. I love it so much. But what we get here, not only is it James Remar, who, if I'm honest, going back 45 years to The Warriors, I Mm. like him. He's always decent whenever he turns up, you know, film, TV, whatever. But his Raiden, wow, does it fall short. And halfway through the movie, he leaves, gets a haircut, and then comes back. Comes back, and then just is, is, is completely useless for the rest of the movie. I think what's what's so jar- jarring about Raiden is that okay, firstly, as much as I like the Lambert interpretation, it's still whitewashing. Raiden is like a, a, an Asian thunder god, you know, so he's gonna look Asian or Chinese in, in in appearance. I mean, even it's telling when even the three storms from Big Big Trouble in Little China look and act more like Raiden than the filmic Raiden of the Mortal Kombat movies. Uh, that's 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 that that's a big thing but having said that i can kind of forgive the fact that they whitewashed raiden in the first movie because lambert is just he's he's great as raiden for all the the weirdest reasons but it did but it works it's interesting when, it's an interesting mm. performance here yeah, whereas yeah we're, we're just not getting that from james remar oh again no i like him as an actor i don't mm. like if i i was going to say i don't like him for raiden I hate him for Raiden. Not him personally. Yeah. Oh, shall I say? Oh, people did. Just, he doesn't, doesn't even work. wear the freaking hat. He does no. not even wear the Raiden hat. And know? this is the thing. I'm not like saying, hey, this is all James Remar's fault. It just, it's no, bad casting. It's really bad I, I casting. Agree. I it's agree. A, I it's a good agree. actor miscast. If you're wondering exactly. why Christopher Lambert didn't come back at the time, he was apparently... You know, it was committed to a different film, but later mm. revealed he just didn't like the script. So I think at the time, like he was that's playing fair. nice. And then I mean, that's fair. you, you have like, to, yeah. as an actor, you have to like what the material you're given. It's not an actor's fault if they can't resonate with or find something to work with in the material they're given. You can't blame them. This film was Ray Park's first film role. Oh, wow. It was as Raiden's fight double. Two years later, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, Darth Maul, and then a year yep. later, we got him as Toad in the, in the X-Men films. X-Men well, film. Well, I did not, did not know that Ray Park was in this. That's, that adds another dimension to it. As a stunt double, so he's doubling for Raiden. Yeah, no speaking roles or lines. No, 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 yeah. no, no. He's, just, he's there as a stunt. Just guy. clearly stunts. Yeah. With Ray Park, wow. it is not his fault, and it's a Joss Whedon line in that X-Men movie. I think we brought it up a couple of times over the years yeah. on the podcast. Storm. You know oh, what yeah. happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning? by lightning? Same oh. thing as anything else. Oh, awful. That's about as cringe as what this movie is that we're reviewing today. Yeah, absolutely. But Ray Park, he's, um, he's done all right, hasn't he? Mm. That's cool. Sandra yeah, Hess. Yeah. As Sonya Blade, it is so noticeable. Again, like it picks up where that last movie 
ended, it was Bridget Wilson in that first movie. And she was great as Sonia. I mean, I she was obviously in Happy uh, in Billy Madison with Adam Sandler. Veronica Vaughn. That's, that's where I know her from. Me yeah, too. Veronica Vaughn. Yeah. So, you know, to see her as Sonia Blade, I thought it was really cool. I thought she fit the role. But it's 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 they then they do a full change up for and get a new actress for this film. Yeah, and she's blonde, I guess. That... <laughs> I guess that was yeah that, that that was probably the only requirement to be Sonia Blade. Got to be blonde. You're in. The reason why uh, Bridget Wilson didn't come back, mm. nothing to do with the script. Uh, okay. She turned it down for the role of Sam Shell Geller's sister in I Know He Did Last Summer, which also came out in 97. Uh, okay. So, okay, you know, she, and that's a good film. I legitimately really like that first I Know He Did Last Summer film, and I still know. Um, yeah, so that's, um, that's fair, fair enough. Fair enough reason. Jack's. They did a different thing with his character. Like, mm. even in the most recent Mortal Kombat movie, like, he's got robotic arms. Like, he doesn't actually have arms, where he's, he's, he's got metal plated arms in, in yeah, it's weird, which, which is a bit different. And then Raiden's but, like, you need to have more confidence in yourself and you'll be a better fighter. Stop relying on cybernetics or whatever. And then, so he does, he casts off the armor and just uses his normal arms but like you're right in, in the in the in the in the game canon the game law jash has his arms torn off by sub-zero so he's got no he's, he's armless so he's got no choice but to get cybernetics installed in this he is his arms his limbs are still fully intact he just chooses to encase them in cybernetics it's strange it is is yeah it's, yeah I, I don't like this the, the way they've gone with with this movie uh, michael jai white was scheduled yep. to play jacks but he, he would have been good but he got the lead part in Spawn. So I get ah, why he'd go for that. Mm. I mean, that movie didn't end up doing what they wanted it to do. Uh, it's yeah. a cult classic now, I guess. But Look, I would have I would have yeah. loved him as Jax, Major Jackson Briggs. He would have been perfect, Michael J. White. But, you know, I'm not going to complain that he he skipped out because he played Spawn because that was equally just as good. Well, I've got some good news for you. He would eventually portray Jax in Mortal Kombat Rebirth in 2010. And That's right. Mortal Kombat Legacy 2011. So you do get to see him as Jax. And yeah, in you that do. Series, it's much later on. I've not seen that one, but Jerry Ryan, who you would know from Star Trek Voyager 7 of 9, yep. she's Sonya Blade in, mm. in that. There you go. For the most part, people just turn up. They don't really say much. Oh, we get Johnny Cage in the beginning. Yeah, Lyndon, he, all for all of 10 seconds. Lyndon Ashby was asked to return as Johnny Cage. But get this right, he mm. turned it down after reading the script. So the original Johnny Cage wouldn't come back, so instead he's recast and we get Chris Conrad. But he's barely. Mm. barely. Yeah, he looks a little like Lyndon Ashby, I'll give him that. But you know, if you're an actor and you read the script and the, and the script says, well, my character dies 10 seconds into the movie. All right, yeah, I'm going to turn this one down. Yes, yeah, I mean it's fine. And we've got Carl Urban to look forward to in that new movie. So we could Yeah, just, it'll be just... interesting. Um I like I don't buy Carl Carl Urban as Johnny Cage, but I'll I'll keep an open mind. He's a good actor. He can, yeah, he can I, play I'm cocky. Not, I'm not with you there. He can play cocky and keep in mind, right? Like Johnny Cage is older. Like he's like, hmm. originally for the first Mortal Kombat movie, they wanted Jean-Claude Van Damme. 
he did Street Fighter well, instead. That actually could have worked, you know. That could have well, worked. I mean, Johnny Cage pretty much is Jean-Claude Van Damme. Like, if you look at the character traits, that's... Yeah, he's always... He, he's got tickets on himself. He thinks he's hot shit. That's who they were going for. And, uh, mm. you know, one of the creators, Ed Boone, he voices Scorpion in this. Yes. The four the trademark over here. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, yeah, but, I mean, again, like, a lot of the cast just that's... turn up to just stand and around and... Yeah, just do, do you know, like grunt or gesture or, you know, do their little bit and then that's that. But that was a big criticism I had looking back on this movie all these years later. The lack of fight scenes between Scorpion and Sub-Zero. We see that in the first movie. They're a huge part of the game's mythology and lore, and I'm so glad they explore that more in the more, in the more recent reboot. But in, in, in Annihilation, you get one scene where they face off against each other, and it's not even that long. Yeah, no, that's that's true. There's a few signature moves in here, like you know, a few of the characters yeah. get to do some of their finishing moves. Um, they do it from the games. Yep, we get to see animalities performed, or because um, animalities came about in the second game and continued on into the third game. So it's cool that they incorporated them here. I get what you're saying. I hate it. Works in the game. It looks awful Doesn't in work. this movie. Yeah, it didn't have. Yeah, it didn't have the budget. Liu Kang's no. animality to change into a dragon during the final combat against Khan, it looks awful. awful. Yeah. It is well, I mean, terrible. Look, look, at the, look at the CGI they were working with at the, you know, at the time. It, was, it wasn't that great. Yes, it was. It was. Come on. Two years earlier, the mask looked incredible. Like they yeah. could do, or even earlier, actually, it wasn't 95. It was three years earlier in 94. No, they could. Mm if they had the money for it. This movie clearly mm. didn't have didn't. the money to achieve what they wanted to achieve. Achieve mm. The the backgrounds, you could see they weren't really there. It just it looked like a video game and not a particularly good one. <laughs> oh, mm. man. Um, but you know mm. what? There's It's not just special effects. Um, there's backflips, front flips, side flips. And if you... People just- <laughs> if jumping you... on a trampoline, throwing, yes. throwing at each other, guy. <laughs> yep. So yep. If you add up right, the back flips, the front flips, the side flips, there is a total of fifty-four of them present in this film. So there you, you go. You actually counted or looked that up? Somebody else did the work for me, and I um just telling you. Paraphrasing. Wow. So somebody did. Wow. So, somebody spent the time. I can't um, believe someone actually dedicated time to that. But because they did, we now know there's 54. Well, there you go. That's, I mean, that's never going to come up in a trivia night or a pub quiz. But, you know, if it did, you could absolutely nail that question. You know, the composer on this film, George S. Clinton. So I was looking, right? He's worked mm. on two franchises, one being mm. Mortal Kombat, the other, Austin Powers. Oh, wow, there you go. Very different. Two very different series of films. Well, the theme song for these movies is, is so so beloved pop-culturally. So even even though the second movie was an absolute suck fest, like the, the theme song absolutely still slaps, as the young ones say. So The theme song is, is incredible, and it does a lot oh. of heavy lifting, but it, 
even the song can't save this movie. But yeah, just no. having that song that that was somebody else that wasn't Georgia Clinton, but that techno mm. Mortal Combat Combat. Oh man, it is, dun, dun. it is amazing. Like it, it gets me every single time. Every time, that even when you you're watching this film and it is the biggest pile of shit, <laughs> at least it gets a smile out of you when you hear the music. Yeah. yeah. But you know that song is so transcendent when they even incorporate it into the reboot and they, they reference it in the reboot. Which so, was an incredible moment in that movie. I mean, it really is incredible. It really mm. is. In fact, you it's know, so, even... It's become, when, yeah. It's become so synonymous with the game. You can't not think of the game without thinking of that song now. Even like... As, yeah, I was going to say, well, even Mortal Kombat, that 95 movie that I really, really like it, like, if you'd say, yep. well, what do you like most about it? It would be that song. Like it starts with yeah. that song and then Absolutely. everything else follows. It is Absolutely. bloody fantastic. It is such so a good, good song. And you get to hear that song again in such a bad movie. And on that, <laughs> if you're going to rate Mortal Kombat Annihilation out of five. Look, man, teenage me would have given this a five, no props, because I would have just been so goddamn hyped. But... Here we go, sitting in the chair right now. Forty-three-year-old me is giving this like maybe a, maybe a two, two and a half. I think that's valid, and just because we can look back on it now and realize just how cringy it really is, you're blindsided uh, by the hype and the love for the franchise when you're younger, and you can you can give it a higher score when you're younger because you're not thinking about it the way you're thinking about it now. But looking at it now, you would you'd have to say. It's, it can't be anything more than like a two or so just because it's atrocious the only thing i like about it really is um the score no and the the, the the theme song and the factoids that i've only just found out recently that i never knew before like the the guy who plays the father figure of um shao khan he's playing shinnok and i didn't make that uh distinction for like the longest time and shinnok is a character that comes around in the fourth game he's one of the older gods and i didn't realize that at the time that Shinnok is in this movie, I think that's a pretty cool little tidbit. I mean, it's a little confusing when you kind of make Raiden and Shao Kahn brothers, which would imply that Shinnok is their father. That's kind of weird. I don't think the games get into that. But yeah, um, certainly just not nowhere near as good as the first film, not a patch on the first film. So it's, it's got to be a lower score for me, two, two and a half. Yeah, I um, I really do not like this film and i never have like that first viewing mm. on vhs i do own it on dvd it's the same collection that you have it's both movies together mm. in a collection packaged together yep if i could have bought just the first movie i would have but i bought it and it, it came in handy for this review i don't mm. like it i really don't like it it's good hearing mm. the music again but it is a very generous one out of five i really really <laughs> do not like this movie i think out of all the things that's been reviewed on sounds like comics and i'm talking 267 episodes this is probably my least favorite one wow five. i'm gonna wow. say it i hate it yeah I really no, don't like this movie. look like i i, I the feelings are completely valid i mean it's not a great film it could have been so so much better and and hindsight shows me that you know because my judgment's not clouded so you're absolutely right but i i think that the the reboot movie redeems the franchise dramatically 
Well, it starts it again. It, it starts it again. And just where it, it's a really good film. Like the reboot is a really good film. I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes next. It's just, it's a shame that that 95 movie didn't get a good sequel. And you mm. know, for many years until that reboot, they were trying to do a third film, which did have a title, Mortal Kombat oh, Devastation, yeah? but they never oh, wow. actually got to do it. So from Annihilation to Devastation, apparently Christopher Lambert was going to be coming back as Lord Raiden. Oh, man, that would have been so Ashby. cool. You know, so they got, oh, they were looking man. at getting a lot of the the cast. Original cast. If only this one didn't suck so badly, we could have had it. We could have had it. Paradise and that was lost. all, and it was always at New Line. For these first two movies, is it was at New Line. Um, plans mm. fell through, and then the film rights went to Warner Brothers, and that's when we got the reboot. Anyway, we've done mm. it. We spent enough time talking about Mortal Kombat Annihilation. If you want to contact us about this episode or request a topic for an upcoming show, you can find us on Facebook as Sounds Like Comics Podcast. Nathan, thanks for being on the show today. Always a pleasure, never a chore. As always, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.